full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 1069 The Fan mobile app, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, or on uh, podcasts, wherever you can find your podcast, search for Full Court Press, search my name, Ajay's name, and you'll find us lots of great content there. If you missed anything, you can go back and listen to it again. And uh, today may be one of those days you want to go back and listen to. We're going to have some great guests lined up here on the Full Court Press today. Uh, new Aggie top assistant, Nate Dixon, joining the uh, uh, coach uh, Ryan Odom's staff at Utah State University. Find out about his background, um, his perspective of Coach Odom, and uh, what attracted him to come follow Coach Odom to Logan, um, and what uh, what we might expect out of Utah State basketball in the near future. Uh, also, next hour, we'll have a conversation with Tim Lacombe. He's part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. You hear him before the game, at halftime, and after the games here on the Utah Jazz Radio Network to get his perspective of what's going on with the Jazz right now. Should we be hitting the panic button and there's news today that another Jazz player will be out due to injury. Pretty big name. So we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. Also today, the Utah High School Activities Association has announced its final RPI rankings for boys' soccer for 4A. And uh, Ajay, we've got some great representation from Region 11 in 4A boys' soccer. And look, we've had a lot of great representation in the past, and it just continues this year. Uh, Green Canyon coming in at number two overall, and uh, Skyview not that far behind at number five. Mountain Crest at number seven. So some really good soccer being played in Region 11. So not only are the final RPI rankings now set, but also the playoff pairings are now set. And we've got more of those details right now on CashValleyDaily.com. But uh, it's always that exciting time of year when uh, it's uh, the regular season is done and now you shift to a, a playoff mindset. And uh, we wish the best for these Region 11 teams. Hope they do well. You know, it's funny. We were talking about rivalries yesterday and, and, and talked about the local rivalry, if it's kind of watered down since. Uh, Skyview Mountain Crest shared the Region 11 championship in boys soccer. You know, uh, Skyview beat Mountain Crest to do so, 2-1. to one. Uh, Green Canyons did the two-seed. Uh, you have a five seed in there as well. Mountain Crest is a seven seed. Some great boys soccer being played in Northern Utah right now. And I, I got to tell you, it's, it's really interesting how the, it's almost like the NBA. Okay. So everybody in the NBA is kosher. If the Lakers are in the number one seed or if the Bucks are the number one seed or if the 76ers are the one seed, but when the Utah jazz are the one seed, it's hellfire and brimstone. This is there is something wrong with the NBA. No, this cannot happen. Same thing kind of goes in like you know uh, high school sports in the state of Utah. That hey, if it's St. George School, it's fine. If it's a Utah County School, great. Salt Lake, great. But if it's a Northern Utah School, no, that can't happen. We can't <laughs> allow that to happen. 
not the Northern Utah schools. Do not let Region 11 be successful. We got we to gotta stop them and shut it down. And it's been that way for years in, 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 in every sport, too. People were upset that Bear River and Scavio were in the state championship a few years ago in boys basketball. People are upset that girls, uh, Region 11 sports dominates here and dominates in the state of Utah. It was Skyview versus Skyview, Logan yeah. in the state championship exactly. this year. I mean, and, and, and the rest of the state of Utah hates it. They can't stand it. It annoys them to no end. Baseball. They just, so anytime, and, you know, I remember when we were in the state tournament game in baseball, you know, when I was in my junior year, and we lost to Bountiful. And I think it was either Coach Hanson or Coach Nick Lindley said, you know what? This is exactly what the state of Utah wants. They don't want to see you here. They don't want to see any of the these Northern Utah schools here, especially you. And I, I think that's still the case. So you know what? These Region 11 schools, they play with a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove that they belong with the rest of the state of Utah, even though we, you and I, and the rest of Cash Valley knows they do belong. So... Great. This is awesome. I'm thrilled that boys soccer is this, is as successful as it's been uh, this season. So the first round is this Friday. We've got a couple of schools that will be in action on Friday afternoon. Logan is going to be hosting Pineview. Uh, Bear River is going to be on the road heading to Cedar Valley. Everybody else gets a first round bye. Uh, Ridgeline, they finished 11th. And if you're 1 through 11, you get a first round bye. So uh, following week, there's going to be a lot of activity. Now, if, uh, if Logan wins, they'll advance, and uh, congratulations. They'll get to face the number one overall team, Juan Diego. <laughs> but Juan Diego, they've only lost twice, and one of those losses was to a Region 11 team, Mountain Crest, earlier in the year. But uh, if Cedar, uh, Cedar Valley messes up, if, if Bear River... They get if they get their first win, it is timely to get their first win all year. If they can go on the road and beat Cedar Valley, their reward, um, staying around closer to home, going to Skyview next Wednesday. Um, Green Canyon, they they're waiting to find out who they play. They wait uh, to see if who's going to win between Uinta and Hurricane uh, Mountain Crest. They get that first round bye. They know who they're going to play. They're going to play uh, Desert Hills. That game will be in Hiram next Wednesday. And Ridgeline, similar situation for them. They have a first-round bye. They knew they know who they're going to play, where it will happen. Uh, they have to go on the road to, to play Crimson Cliffs next Wednesday. Uh, but uh, a, a lot of action coming up in, uh, in boys' soccer. And we're winding down the regular season for a lot of other sports as well. So we are getting excited for uh, those final RPI rankings and then those playoff pairings for a lot of these other schools. So very exciting time of the year. First couple of rounds are at the home sites for these teams. Uh, and then the semifinals for soccer are going to be at Jordan High School and then the championship at Rio Tinto Stadium. And that's always a really, really cool that thing is pretty for cool, these yep. uh, high school kids. That We've had a number of uh, schools from up here go play championship games down there and, and come home with some serious hardware. So see if that happens again, if, if Green Canyon – uh, they're in a favorable position at number two. Uh, Skyview has a, an opportunity to, to play deep, uh, but uh, any of these schools have had some pretty strong seasons out of Region 11, so uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But again, more details on those rankings and playoff pairings right now on CashValleyDaily.com. So uh, go check that out. Um, but uh, there's some really juicy matchups in softball, baseball, lacrosse, a lot of fun stuff, very busy week this week. 
uh, in high school sports. So we'll continue to keep an eye on it. We've got photographers heading out to these games with producing some great photo galleries on Cash Valley Daily. So go check those out uh, a little bit later on in the evening or the just check back the next day and you'll uh, you'll see those. So those are really fun. Yeah. Uh, again, congrats to uh, our Region 11 boys soccer schools and uh, softball coming along really well. Baseball, same thing. Ridgeline's dominating the region already. Uh, you know, a couple surprising results yesterday. Bear River got a win over Green Canyon, 11-3. to um, uh, and, and Ridgeline, uh, Jane Harris, who's the Utah University commit, or University of Utah commit, uh, throws a shutout gem yesterday. I mean, that Jane Harris kid, by the way, he's the real deal for Ridgeline. He's a heck of a pitcher. Really, really good talent. So, I mean, we got a lot of great talent, and we still got a lot more to showcase here in uh, a few more sports in the state tournament. Looking forward to that. So, Also a reminder, if you want to weigh in on any of the topics that we're discussing today, the Guild Mortgage text line is open. Can you be nice to me? 339 Be nice to me. 0321. That's all I ask. Okay? I ask for a little bit of niceness. Like, like, well, I was very nice and respectful if, to you earlier today. I came and hung out by your little cubicle no, area. Okay, you know what? And I need to. I put brought it, the conversation not, to you. I, Usually, you're bringing it to me. Today, I oh, I'm going to be nice to Aja. I'm going to bring the I'm conversation. I'm not sure who's more you. annoyed by that, Shania or you. It, it, it's a toss-up, though. <laughs> when you come into my space, because it's not like you're just having a conversation with me. You're having a conversation with four or five other people in the area. Well, you guys make it all about you. I mean, it's just. Guys, I go in there, I'm like, hey, Eric, how are you? And then you guys just start making fun of me. That's how it always goes. 2305 just left us a two-minute or three-minute voicemail. Probably not saying a word. <laughs> but you pocket-dialed us, 2305. Just want to let you know. Huh, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, text him. Love to hear from you. We're going to have uh, Coach Dixon here in just a few minutes. He's going to join us live here on the Full Court Press. Look forward to having him. Tim Lacombe, former BYU men's assistant, and by the way, has a great relationship with this Ryan Odom, and Nate knows these guys well. So I, I can't wait to ask what his opinions and his thoughts are on this new basketball coaching staff. He's very high on them, Eric. Very excited about these guys. Ah, very cool. Uh, let's see. A couple of texts have come through. This Please is from – 2942. Andre deserves niceness once he's nice to George Nyang. No, okay. If I was as bad at basketball as George Nyang is, because here's the thing. Look, he was hitting threes and keeping the Jazz in that game at Minnesota. The two lowest IQ players currently in the NBA right now are Danny Green and George Nyang. <laughs> I'm dead serious. What? They are so bad. Low IQ? You don't know what their IQs are. In, in the game of basketball, it's not good, and their play proves it. Their play proves everything. Uh, By the way, George Ying's starting to look like a 50-year-old man version of a guy who hasn't played basketball in a while. He's gaining some weight. Yeah, he's got a little bit of flab on the side. Some love handles. Too many donuts. Too, three, too much time in the uh, minivan. <laughs> 2305, uh, round ball man wants to know if there's any new Aggie basketball recruiting news. Uh, can we ask Coach Dick? Actually, Oh, I don't know if Coach Dixon can comment. I don't know. I mean, the 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 USU men's basketball social media account said something seemingly pretty official about this kid from Maine. Yeah, he's a high school kid. Um, so uh, hey, if, if they're retweeting it and making the announcement, does that mean mean it's official? By the way, did you hear about the Colorado State coach, the assistant who had went to Colorado State, committed there as a coach? 
and then after a week is now at Texas Tech. What? He turned around and he went, he decided to take an offer from Texas Tech. I'm serious. That's nuts. Oh, man. That's good stuff. He pulled a Chris Beard. Yeah. Sort I, of. I, sort of. I mean, do you want to call it the Craig Smith, the Chris Beard? The There's a lot of coaches you could put well, in that. Committing, he was going somewhere, and then he turned around and went somewhere else. Yes. Like He was already destined. He was already had a destination. That was Craig Smith, too. And then he turned around and went somewhere else? Yeah. When did Craig Smith do that? Wait, what, where is Chris Beard going to go? He was at UNLV. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was announced. Never mind. was excited. That's and then right. all of a sudden. Sorry. I sorry, forgot. Sorry. I'm turning around. I'm going to Texas. Yeah. Today. Okay. I retrace my comments. Okay. Uh, 9315. Ajay, we will be extra nice to you today as long as you don't speak something wrong in sports. So what went wrong Wednesday? <laughs> There's probably going to be plenty of that. Oh. <laughs> Here you go again, Eric. Plenty Take of what went wrong. Shots. Not what, not you speaking something wrong in sports. That's not what I was referring to. <laughs> I would never. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, uh, head associate coach Nate Dixon is going to join us, formerly of UMBC, now of Utah State under Ryan Odom. He had applied for the UMBC head coaching job and didn't get it and now finds himself here. I'm excited to ask about his journey. I noticed some recruiting stuff we want to ask him about, especially recruiting on the west side of the states and uh, all that and much, much more here. So yeah, I'm stick around. It's coming up next to the Full Court Press. Here's Jed Norton, the lawn doctor, with another tip for your lawn. It's been a wet, cool, crazy year for your lawn. Soil temperatures have been slow to warm up. Over the next few weeks, you'll see weeds fight for space and try to take over your lawn. Dandelions pack about 200 seeds on each flower. Those seeds can blow up to 5 miles and live up to 7 years. We can help you win the weed battle. Call the lawn doctor at 753-LAWN or go to lawndoctor.com. If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Look, it's, it's never too early, never too late to talk about basketball. No. Utah State basketball. Especially when you have a new coaching staff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so a lot of new faces are going to be on the sidelines there on the spectrum. And one of them is uh, Nate Dixon, recently announced as uh, one of the top assistants, if not the top assistant, I guess you could say, for new head men's basketball coach Ryan Odom. He uh, followed him from uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. He joins us now in the full court press. Coach Dixon, thanks for your time. Today. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. How are you guys? Sorry, I call everybody Coach. It's a habit of mine. So. <laughs> you know, How are you guys I was, doing today? I'm good. You know, I used to be a freshman baseball coach, and uh, I have earned that title. So if you want to call me Coach, that's, that's fine by don't me. Don't call AJ Coach. <laughs> you don't, don't, you don't, you are under no obligation to do that. Hey, I think uh, one of the no biggest. Worries. No worries. I'll change it next time. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the biggest uh, questions on a lot of people's mind is this: uh, Coach Odom, 
uh, had success at UMBC, and he's bringing a lot of what helped him build that success with him to Logan and uh, pretty much that full staff. And uh, so uh, I guess for me, what was it that intrigued you personally about following Coach Odom to Logan, leaving the place where you were comfortable, where you had success, and going somewhere so far from where you've been? Um, well, I tell you what, first of all, I've been blessed and I've worked with coach for 10 years. I was actually in the mountain West once at Wyoming. And then ever since then I've been with coach Odom. So, you know, I did have a little taste of the mountain West once, um, loved it. Um, it's one of my favorite conferences, but the main thing is just coach Odom in general. Um, the way, the way he operates, um, his demeanor, his loyalty, his knowledge of the game. Um, we grew up in the same part of the country. Obviously, um, knew his dad uh, as as a youngster, watching his dad coach games at Wake Forest, and, and knew his brother Lane well. And uh, to me, it's just appealing because Coach is is the real deal. He's he's a full package. He's a good, very very good basketball guy uh, with high understanding of the game, and uh, he also is great with people. He really has a great demeanor. Uh, about him, he has a good sense for people, and he's just a loyal guy. I mean, I think loyalty has to be included there because obviously he brought everybody with him. So, you know, I think that tells you a lot. He's a good family man. Um, he likes guys that's been through adversity. We've all, including himself, have been through some adversity in our coaching tenures. And, um, you know, he'll tell you that when he hires guys, he wants guys that's, you know, had a little, little rough patch once in a while because, you know, you're coaching teams that, that at some point they're going to face adversity. I know I worked for coach Donovan in Florida was director of ops there for him for two years. And, you know, he used to say it all the time, I'm going to have some adverse situations in practice. So when we go to Kentucky in front of 20 some thousand people, you know, we're playing for a title or we're going to the SEC tournament, you know, and, and that's not the only hard place to play, but I just use that as an example. And, you know, coaches, coach wants that in his staff and we've all had a little adversity in our lives. All of us have. So. Hey, Coach, I know the rumor mill is always really spicy around this time of the year, just a couple months ago, but in that rumor mill was said to have, you have interviewed for the head coaching job at UMBC uh, and, and didn't get it. What is the emotional roller coaster, and if it, if, I don't know if that is true officially, but what is if it is, what is the emotional roller coaster of not getting a head coaching job at a place that you really do love and then winding up at Utah State working again underneath a uh, coach that you uh, – really respect well part of it is is just i'm 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 a believer and and things happen for a reason and the good guy above puts you where he wants you to be um i can't say that you know i don't want to be a head coach i absolutely do i think everyone gets um in this profession and your goal is to one day to run your own program but when you run a program or work for a guy who lets everyone on staff have their hands involved with things, it really, you know, it's not as if it's, you're not involved. As an assistant with Coach Odom, we're all involved. We're all involved with everything we do. Um, and, and that's part of it. I'm sure that's part of why he brought everybody with him because he wanted some, you know, just a level of comfort. You know, he didn't want to have to reteach things or, you know, redo those things. And, and we have a great group of guys. We all work well together. We've been together. You know, we have had some changes in our staffs and some of us have been together longer than others, but you know, I just, it, it wasn't a roller coaster. Yes. But I don't know that it's a roller coaster in a bad way 
knowing that at the end of the day, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know at worst calls, I'm, I'm moving with a great guy and I've got a great job for a great university and a really good basketball program. So, you know, I don't think the stress, you know, if you didn't have a job, then the stress would have maybe been a little different. But um, it was hard to leave because we put that thing together and that thing was really bad when coach took the job. And, you know, we, we, we were blessed. We were, we were very blessed that we got some good players. We had some good players. Coach changed the culture a little bit. And, you know, we were, we were blessed to have a really, really good five-year run. One of the, the years that uh, a couple of years ago, we just had a lot of injuries. I think we played our first five games without four starters. And, you know, you get those back and you're in the 21-22 win season again and all of a sudden things are different. But I cannot say enough things about my boss that are positive for anyone listening. Um, he loves the style here that these guys bring and the skill level. But I also know that it's a great university with a great tradition that we, you know, we've got to do our job to, to keep it where it is and move it forward even higher. So. Hey, Coach Dixon, you were uh, you were part of this this program that achieved something that nobody else has said, had ever done before, beating a number one seed in the first round. That that moment, I guess, just how exciting that was to achieve something that previously seemed to be impossible, but also like how you have to kind of move on from that, and you can't just keep reliving that moment over and over again. You still have to rebuild and move forward and try to to be a good basketball team even after that. What what was that experience like, and how has that helped your program after the fact? Well, Coach, right off the bat, came and just said, this was the, the, the week after, he said, guys, we got to enjoy this, but we also got to turn the page and write our own script for the next year. You know, um, each team gets a, a choice to write their own script each year. And, you know, you're not going to live under this pressure there is no pressure. You know, we can do great things and, and, and maybe better things. But, you know, we have to write our own script with a new group of guys. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. We actually signed four kids early that year. And uh, so we had zero scholarships after we won that game and then lost to Kansas State in the second round. And uh, one of our guys, that, that, that he, he made a three in every game all year. The only game he didn't make a three, guess which one it was? That Virginia Kansas State, <laughs> so oh. and he was a senior. He he, he was an upperclassman, um, but uh, you know I know he took that really hard. The next year we had a good run with him as a senior. He was actually he was actually um, academic player of the year in college basketball by the sports information directors and four O student. He had one scholarship, and that was UMBC when when he came. Um, but you know, we, we, we cherish having guys like that with a little chip on their shoulder. But you know, coaches' deal is just. We write our own script. You know, you do have to move on. But I can tell you, we first took the job. I was walking in a junior college tournament, and somebody said to me, we had a, a UMBC on my shirt. And they said, what community college is that? Oh. And uh, I said, I just kind of stunned for a second. And I said, ah, it's a Division One school in Baltimore, and I didn't say anything. And, you know, it's just I think that coach and our staff, we relish chips on our shoulders kind of deal. And, and I think, um, you know, the Utah State guys play like that. I mean, Craig and, and, and coaches previous, uh, you know, I have a lot of history. I've watched these guys a lot through the years and, and they've known Stu and, and, and Larry Stacy and those guys and followed what they've done. But, uh, and obviously Tim and, and then Craig. But I do think that, that, that coach's style that he likes with skilled 
kids that can pass you dribble and high knowledge. I mean, that's what they have here. So we're actually really looking forward to it. But as far as turning the page, you know, I'll always be grateful for the opportunity UMBC gave coach and, and allowed us to, to be a part of it. But, you know, it is, it is pretty unique now to go places and people want to talk to you about that. Sometimes you just have to kind of move on with it, you know, but was it fun? It was absolutely great. I told my wife on the, on the ride home a couple of days after coach and I actually lived in Charlotte um, the year before for like five years before we, we took that, he took that job. So a lot of family and friends back home in the Carolinas were there. And I told my wife on the way home, I said, you know what? I left Florida as the director of ops um, to move to the mountain, well, move to Louisiana. And I was in that state for five years before moving into the mountain West for a year. And I said, I tell you what, I didn't get a national championship in Florida. I was part of that group when they were freshmen of Corey and Brewer and Al Hartford and Joe Kim Noah. And, and then we had David Lee, who was a senior that year. You know, a lot of guys played in the NBA and, and, you know, they had two runs. I didn't, I wasn't on that staff, but I helped put that thing together. And I tell you what, I think if you, if you live your life right and you treat people fair and honest and be a truthful, good person, you know, good things will happen to you. And I, I have to say that I, I was blessed because I didn't get two rings, but I did get one of the, the greatest wins in NCAA tournament history. So I think that, you know, I'm blessed to have had that opportunity. So, Head associate coach Nate Dixon here on the uh, line with us here on the Full Court Press. Coach, uh, the biggest question from a lot of Aggie Nation is your guys' ability to recruit. Now, I know you spent some time in the Mountain West at Wyoming, but for the rest of the staff and Ryan Odom and, and such, is there any concern about you guys being able to recruit on the west side of the states, especially in an LDS uh, territory? You know what? A couple of years ago, we actually recruited a kid at UMBC, and he did his mission in D.C. Um, and I can't say that any of us have any experience direct on doing it other than that. But we do have a lot of contacts out here. We always have. We've recruited California before. We've recruited the JUCOs. I mean, I'm, I'm in... Wyoming, uh, Idaho, um, Utah, a lot of these states, Arizona a lot, um, and we're in California a lot. So to say, you know, I think that if you're, if you're a good person, uh, again, and people like you, which I, I think people, I, I know people like Coach Odom and our staff, you know, if we treat people right and fair, you know, eventually we'll, you know, we'll, we'll break through, but I do, it's been great so far. We've had, you know, it's been nice to reconnect with some people that you may have lost contact with through the years, but there's also been a lot of people that have reached back out. I, I got a, a call from a guy that used to be at Salt Lake about four or five years ago. That he texted me last night. He said, Nate, is this still your number? And I said, yes. And, and he called me and, you know, so it's just, it's a matter of our staff just reconnecting with some guys. Um, but I also think that you know, it's, we'll learn about it. We've dealt with it a little bit um, in different places um, with the LDS. And we're actually looking forward to it because it's unique that you get a chance to recruit kids. They go away for a mission. You know, it's a little different now than it was years ago where they go, they play a year and then they go away. You know, now it's almost like when you're a senior in high school and you're looking at these kids or as juniors, you're thinking two and three years down the road. So that's a little different. That'll be unique. I know coaches, you know, post questions with us all on that and you know we'll we'll navigate our way through we do a really good job of you know trying to connect with people and I think that's why coach felt like that at the end of the day you know as long as I've got the people that know what I want to do and they're good people you know have good people skills and they connect well with people we'll be fine so we're all looking forward to it as a staff so 
Well, Coach, one of the uh, certainly, I guess, recruiting early recruiting successes that you've had so far is uh, convincing some of those uh, great players that you had at UMBC to follow you to Logan as well. Uh, I guess let us know a little bit more about uh, their impact and what kind of the players that they are that we're, we can expect to see in a Nagy uniform this upcoming season. Well, you know, we, we, we actually had a pretty good team, and it was probably our most deepest team the last year or so, and, and we had essentially everyone returning um, except for one who had, had went in the portal. And, um, you know, so we, we felt good about what we had coming back, but, but the point being is the guys that, that, that ended up coming with us, you know, we've kind of watched them grow. Brandon Horvath was like 5'10", 5'11", in sophomore in high school. Um, and it's funny, uh, when I went to recruit him and, and he was like six, eight, and I took coach up later on to see him. And we had watched him in AAU in the summer, one of our other assistants who's, who's not here at the time. And, you know, and then, and then I went up doing a prep school tour and, and kind of watching kids and, you know, made sure I went to see this kid. Cause he, he grew up about 15, 20 minutes from coach in my house. So we've actually, you know, kind of watched the kid grow and, and other guys on our staff has, and it was unique cause he was about five you know, 5'10", 5'11", and then all of a sudden he goes to prep school for a year and he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe got to 6'8", by the time he entered school, probably 160, 165 pounds. And he really, he was a, he was a, he was a guard because he, he was little. He knew how to dribble the ball. So the best part about him is we think he'll fit here because he has those skills um, to dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, and, and, he, and he's growing. He just keeps growing. I mean, it's amazing when you guys see him, if you think about how short he was about five years ago, it'll blow your mind. But um, I know there's guys on our teams that we've told that to, and they, they've grown the same way. So it's interesting. RJ is a very good player. Um, RJ is um, a ball guard, as we call him. Um, he'll play some one, he'll play some two. But Coach likes to have in his system have numerous guys that can dribble the ball and uh, handle it under pressure. And R.J. was a kid who we had originally committed, and then we ended up um, not having a scholarship because a kid decided to stay, I believe if I'm correct on it. And R.J. went to prep school for a year and got hurt, actually tore his knee and got hurt and didn't play much at all. And, and it's kind of he got himself into shape. He's, he's worked really hard to get back where he is. He has a very good feel for the game. He's very good off the ball screens and – the way coach plays, I mean, the talent that we've got here that's been left and then and with what we piece together, you know, we feel like that, that we've got a chance to, you know, play coach's system, so to speak, so, um, and have success at it, we hope, so. Hey, coach, tell me about the current roster as it is right now with Justin being there. What have, have you got to know the kids? What have you, what have you, what is your impression of them so far, including your veterans like Brock Miller and Justin Bean? Uh, as far as that, I mean, I and, and I know Coach has said this a hundred times um, over, and our staff. We have some really good kids. Um, the best part is, is they they know the game of basketball because a lot of times you can have good people, and then they're not good at their craft. But we feel like these guys here that that they brought in were really good. Um, you know, there, there's a lot. You know, obviously we'll miss the big fella. But at the same time, you know, and then the, the couple kids that transferred out. But I know Coach really likes um, what we've got, the skill level of the guys, their enthusiasm, their 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 will to uh, learn our system. Um, we've watched some growth and just 
stopping and pivoting things that we do, and we've watched the growth in the short time that we've had him on the court. I know he's made comments, and he feels like they've made a lot of great strides. I know they seem happy. We're impressed by their love for the game, and actually, believe it or not, uh, they seem like they generally get along. They're excited. And um, as a coach, all you can be is when guys come up to you and you know, you're walking down to work out and you might be on the phone with your wife or your kids, one case in mine, and, and the guy's like, Coach, let me see. Let me say hi to your wife or your son. Or, and, and, I mean, and my wife texts me later and she said, Nate, those are the nicest group of kids I've ever seen you take a job and, without me ever meeting them. And I think that says a lot about the, the, the people in this valley the people at this school and the people that, you know, we're, that's what we are most excited about. It's just, it's, it's good people in this region and these guys know how to play basketball. So it's hopefully makes our job a little easier. So. And, and coach, uh, I guess the last question for me uh, on this with, and you've been generous with your time, but um, what, I guess, what are still the, the, the needs that need to be filled as you're looking at the kids you have uh, transferred that are committing to come to Utah state, players you already still have here on roster uh what what needs are still there uh, do you still have spots and how many spots do you feel like you need to fill for this upcoming season we also signed another kid a wing um from overseas who's playing prep school up in new england um and he's an athletic long long wing um he's going to be very good down the road um you know coach is trying to just get the best player he can get there's a couple guys that we're really recruiting um, for that last um, scholarship. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at. We don't really know the needs. Part of the best – one of the best qualities that, that my boss I've learned from, and, I, I you know, I'm, I'm hopeful carrying it over if I'm ever a head coach, and if I'm not, I'm working for somebody else that I would, I would certainly recommend this. When he gets somewhere, he has – this has been the third time I've done this with him. He has – wanted to know the kids before he goes signs the kids. He wants to see what these kids are about. He believes that the kids were brought here for a reason, academically and athletically. Let's see what we've got. Let's don't push guys out. And uh, let's kind of fit the pieces. And that's a really good quality of his. And I think that says a lot about these guys wanting to stay here. I mean, certainly, you know, I've watched these guys a lot before I've, I've come through here. I just I follow this group of guys. I have this league for a long time. But they, um, you know, Bean's got magnets in his hand. He has the ability to just rebound the ball and snatch it. Brock has the ability to shoot it. There's, there's much more on this roster than that. But, you know, we've got to just find the best piece, and, and Coach will make that decision on what fits with these guys. But the one thing that he will never do he will never not recruit a good kid. You know, he wants to give kids opportunities, but our culture, we're, we're not going to deviate from our culture for a player, um, you know, for a talent. We're going to, you know, we're, we want to coach good kids that want to win and want to play together and want to do great things. And, you know, that's just how we are. That's how he is. And I do think that team's made a little like that here. I mean, they, I tell you this, one of them texted me, uh, the first day I was here, second day I was here, and he said, Coach, you know, this is my number, boom, boom. Look forward to it. And I said, what do you look most forward to? He said, I want a third ring. So, I love that. And I said, you know what, that's the plan. That's the plan. And, that's you know, that sums it up to me. It's like, yeah, those guys, you know, he said, I want three rings before I get out of here. So 
you know, I think that was great. He challenged us that way, you know, and that's certainly why we're here. We're here to, 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 to do great things on and off the court. So I'm excited about it. Coach, final question for me, the most curious one I have. Okay, so I looked at your Twitter profile picture, and then I saw, like, the Utah State men's Welcome to Utah State, Coach Dixon. How long ago was that Twitter profile picture? Because I'm not even joking. I thought I had the wrong account. I was so confused. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I have not had a haircut. I keep my hair short. And it's funny. A guy that used to work with us, that's probably about four or five years old. But really? I literally have not had a haircut in about six months. And, and uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I tell you what it is. Between that and the fact of eating, I mean, we all um, – I was a lot less – Wait then now that I am now I need to I need to change that picture and I also need to get on these heels and run a little bit. So. <laughs> Are you going for the COVID mullet? <laughs> I tell you what, my wife my wife literally she's like, Will you cut your hair? And I'm like, Kristen, I've been out here almost three weeks, whatever it is, and I just haven't had a chance to to do that. And, and sometimes, um, during COVID we had all kind of, you know, I think everybody kind of reflects where we were at. You couldn't, we couldn't go in the office for a long time. Um, we could only really go in the office an hour or so before and after practice. So you, you start working and, 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 um, running a little more, taking care of your mind a little bit and being outside. And then all of a sudden season starts again, there goes another 20 or 30, you know, fast food pounds, so to speak. So, you know, I need to uh, – I'm joking about it, obviously, but I need to find a barber out here. And um, <laughs> I hear there's one on campus. I think we passed it one day, so I do need to do that. <laughs> and then I need to probably get a little more sleep, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> oh, Good luck with that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, Coach Odom, we really do appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck with your staff and, and working with Coach Odom and, and those players already here and those that are coming in to uh, continue the legacy that – that uh, is there for Utah State, a great uh, run of success, and hope you guys are able to enjoy it as well. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. I know Coach Odom and the staff is, is you know, we're the utmost excited about what the opportunities, you know, in the future ahead here are. So, and part of that is, is the foundation that's been laid by the university and the people in the community and, and this basketball program. So we're just excited to be a small part of it, and, and let's, you know, let's continue taking this thing forward. Hey, thanks, Coach. Appreciate right, thanks, you. Coach. Be safe. All right, that's, Appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. That's uh, associate head coach uh, Nate Dixon for Utah State under like uh, Ryan guy. Odom. That was a ton of fun. And you know, great, what, just honest answers. Yeah, and see that, and that's what I was about to say. Is he's very just look. This is how it is, and this is where it is. But at the same time, there is this excitement that they're gonna they're gonna keep what they've already built here at Utah State. Like you're not gonna have to rebuild, re you know, and reset and start from ground again. They feel like they're gonna have the talent where they're gonna be able to do what they've been doing and continue that success. And I love the answer from the player of I want a third ring, and they said, All right, let's go get it. I, I just that gives me chills. Love it. All right, more of that uh, and reactions to that coming up on the full court press. Love to get your reactions as well on the Guild Mortgage text line 435-339-0321 right here on the full court press. Drivers, start your engines. The Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, where every vehicle is inspired by Honda's racing spirit, is on now. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Civic Sedan or redesigned Accord. 
Visit your Utah Honda dealers or utahhondadealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Join us for the Grand Cinco de Mayo celebration Wednesday, May 5th from 11 to 7 p.m. at Willow Park in Logan. Get ready for an explosion of Mexican culture, including taco fiesta, folkloric dancers, Mexican singers, games, prizes, mariachis, food trucks, and more. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo at Willow Park in Logan Wednesday, May 5th from 11 to 7 p.m. Sponsored by Cytiva. Now hiring? Visit Cytiva.com forward slash careers. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Les Olson IT. Visit lesolson.com to learn more. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Ajay, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's good. He's really, really good. Um, you can see why Odom has Coach Odom has so much confidence in him, uh, why he trusts him in the position he's in, and 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 what Coach Dixon is capable of building at Utah State in that men's basketball program in his position. I just, boy, I couldn't be more excited. He's man, he answers questions. I mean, thoroughly, but honestly. But yet with optimism, and that's hard to do, you know, to be realistic and yet optimistic. Uh, but he is. He's realistic about the situation in Utah State, that, and he's optimistic that the future is, again, it's not going to be a reset and rebuild. It's going to be, hey, we're going to take that success. We're going to build on it. We're going after ring number three for you guys. That's I love it. Absolutely love it. And that, that coaching staff is probably going to be leaning on him heavily early on where he has spent time in the Mountain West. He was at Wyoming from 2010 2011, so he does have familiarity um, and uh, has recruited opportunities through uh, Montana, Idaho, Utah, California, says they recruit California pretty regularly. Uh, they've had a, a, a player that uh, served a mission, uh, went to a Washington, D.C. area, yeah. so they have experience recruiting missionaries or guys that will go on missions. So, well, it might not be like extensive, but... 
how extensive was Craig Smith's experience with those things either? Yeah, no kidding, right? So, um, and I really liked how uh, he talked about he's not going to this coaching staff is not going to. Um, I have to go back. I want to make sure I get my words correct here. Uh, when in recruiting a player and their their attitude, we're not going to deviate from our culture for a talent. I and you've seen some of that happen not here at Utah State, just other places where they'll take. You know what? We'll fix the attitude after. We'll worry about the attitude later. Right now, we need his game. Turns out to be a major disaster when you do that. When you don't have your priorities right on what kind of kids you want in the program. Craig Smith did a great job of bringing the right guys in the program. Uh, Coach Odom, same thing. And uh, I, I think, and I, I mean, I sat with Coach Odom and chatted with him just for a little bit. And then now we heard from Coach Dixon. Like, they are very paramount on that. That, look, we are going to get the right kids with the right attitude, with the right mindset who want to help this program be better and doing it the right way. The whole right way thing, but doing it the right way and building a great one again culture. Right. So. Yeah. All the uh, all the cliches in there. Cliches. Uh, I also thought it was interesting how they really like to recruit players who have gone through adversity at some point. Yeah, in their that life. was interesting. That was really interesting, actually. How uh, just to kind of target on that. And by the way, some and I, he only I, I believe if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he kind of noted to that those kids who have been through adversity are can be very, very valuable in, uh, well, I guess not only just successful on and off the court, but valuable on the court as well because they can handle it. They've, they've been through it. You know, they've been through tough situations. Hey, we have you on the court. You're down by eight with five minutes left and you're dog tired. Let's see how you handle this adversity. And uh, that, I love it. That was, a, that was a really key part that he said. I love it. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting um, because as a coaching staff, they've gone through adversity different times in their life, whether it's professionally or personally. And so they want kids, uh, future players that have also had challenges that they've been able to overcome because that, uh, I think from another point of view is that, look, basketball is fun, but it's not everything. No. And so Especially if you lose a game, it's not totally crushing. No. But, hey, but I, you need to know also how to – fight through things and overcome challenges. I didn't know he was at Wyoming. Did you yeah. ever did you ever find that I Well, it's in his bio, but I just for some reason totally glossed over that. What before. years was he at Wyoming? Uh 2010-2011. Huh. And I thought his comments about being at Florida was also very interesting. Yeah. He was there from 2003 to 2005 and uh definitely part of the crew that recruited and built the eventual National program, and you know, you want to talk about starting from the ground up. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like at the start of their tenure at UMBC, just how bottom pit that program was, and now it's just it's revered by so many small universities that hey, the Golden Retrievers did it, we can too, kind of you know. So I'd say, yeah, that's awesome, great stuff. I uh, want to get your reactions to the interview that we just had with uh, Utah State Associate Head Men's Basketball Coach Nate Dixon, 435-339-0321. This one coming in from uh, 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line. After listening to that, can we start basketball up tomorrow? Oh, I'm with you. Just makes you feel like we would just keep our winning ways. You know, it's crazy. Like, you'll go to a Blake Anderson interview and you're like, man, man, let's go to Washington State tomorrow. Tell them we're ready. Lock and load and let's go. Now and then you listen to Coach Dixon or Coach Odom, and you're like, 
All right, let's start basketball and football season on the same day. Let's just do that. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for the season. Again, great hires, uh, great research on both these guys, and you can tell that they uh, they have a plan and they want to be here for the long haul. Now, he did mention, uh, you know, we've, we've made some, uh, we've talked about the, uh, the, the UMBC transfers that are coming to Utah State, uh, the guard and the, the, really the forward slash center. Um, but he also alluded to um, this, uh, this other uh, new recruit. Really, he's coming from Maine, 6'7", kind of a swing player, but uh, he's originally from Bahrain. And uh, it really, I think I saw something. He may be the first athlete from Bahrain to sign a scholarship at the Division One level. Wow! But he's currently playing in Maine, and uh, they seem pretty excited about him. Kind of a raw talent, moldable, but um, some exciting things on the forefront for uh, Utah State, and still another scholarship to try to fill. Yeah, absolutely. So is that going to be through uh, transfers? Is it going to be a JC guy? Uh, is it uh, a freshman that they're really trying to pursue that could come in and, and be a part of the team? Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. All right, I want to continue to get your reactions to the interview with uh, Coach Nate Dixon, 435-339-0321. Coming up next hour, we'll have a conversation with Tim Lacombe. He's part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Uh, an announcement today about another key player who's hurt. Just How bad is it? No, it's his, and you know what? He's not hurt. Well, he is. But it's not the groin or the hammy. It's his ego. <laughs> so who is it and how could that affect things? And really how important is the number one seed? Is health more important than seeding? We'll talk about that with Tim uh, along with other NBA chatter <laughs> with in regards to the Utah Jazz. Coming up, uh, that'll be next hour on the Full Court Press. So stick around for that. This is the Dan Patrick Show. They didn't go, hey, you know what? We have 16. Why don't we go to 15? Why don't we go to 14? But the NFL with 17 games? All right. More fantasy, more gambling. Yeah, more money. Jesse. Feels like we're entering the load management era of uh, NFL with all these all these games. I'm going to sit this week nine out. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. At Valley Office Systems, we want you to spring into spring and see more green with your first month's payment on us. Mention this ad to receive this special promotion. Visit valleyofficesystems.com for details. Valley Office Systems, a service company above all else. It's been a trying year for parents. They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, the 68,000 high school student. This message presented by the Utah High School Activities Association and the Utah Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. If you, you want know, to weigh in, love to hear your thoughts. Listening to you say, "Hey, is the number one seed not having it? Is it is 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 that not that important?" You're starting to swing my way a little bit, aren't you? <laughs> You're starting to realize, Eric, that having the number one seed isn't the end all be all of, of getting to a championship, but it's not. 
And, and I'm sure Tim will tell you something similar to that. 435-339-0321. That's the Guild Mortgage text line if you want to weigh in or share your reactions to our conversation we just had with Nate Dixon. That was a lot of fun. Um, but this is from uh, 5308. As much okay. as I would love for the Jazz to have the number one seed, I'd much rather see a full-strength Jazz team with the three or four seed. See, now, I'm a little worried about the four seed. The three seed I'm okay with. If we can stay between one and three, that's that's kosher for me. Now, I did say we are going to finish seven or eight or nine or ten at the beginning of the year, and you can't blame me. Okay. Yes, I can. They overachieved. They did more than expected. But now we're kind of seeing the Jazz come back to earth a little bit. Um, but again, they don't have another. They don't have another star tonight. So how much does that hurt them? What does that lineup look like? I that's another question I got to ask. Yeah, Dan. the news today is that Mike Connolly will be out as he re-aggravated his hamstring. I don't know how severe Gosh, it is. It. How many games he'll be out? How long it will take? Because he was, he was fantastic. Oh, he was awesome against Minnesota. Oh, he was great until he turned over the ball. But look, he didn't get a lot of help. There wasn't a lot of movement on that inbounds play no, from anybody but Rudy. But you, but you're a veteran in the game and you know better. Don't run away from the hoop with five seconds left to go catch an inbound. Make your motion, make your motion and your movement go towards the hoop or equal to the hoop. Don't run towards the half court line. You're a vet. You should know better. Well, where was the movement from everybody else to help clear the space, clear a path? I don't know. I don't Rudy know was the, the only guy who came out. To I, help. Don't, I don't know. Well, maybe Rudy was supposed to. Maybe Clarkson was supposed to be in the corner. No. Like I don't, I don't know what the play I call was. But you can't fault. Um, you can't fault. Just, uh, I don't know. It's frustrating, and you know what? Now you got a Kings team without Mitchell, without Conley. We're in trouble tonight at Sacramento on the road. I'm not confident, Eric. Nor should you be. It is Sacramento. You say that, but Darren Fox is out. We are the suck yaw Jazz. <laughs> the what? <laughs> suck yaw Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new. T- that's a n- that is our new nickname, hey. Eric, from the rest of the NBA. <laughs> And here is the Sacramento Kings versus the Sakya Jaws. You know, they don't have Fox, but they did beat the Mavericks earlier this week. They beat the Mavericks 113 to 106 on Monday. And by the way, we need to keep our eyes on another game. Suns are at the Clippers tonight. That's a big That's game. That's a big, big game going into Friday night. Clippers dropped one against the Pelicans on Monday. Yeah. Uh, an opportunity to move up and gain ground on both Utah Boy, and teams Phoenix. Teams are just letting opportunities go right now. It's amazing. But currently, the Jazz are still the number one team in the NBA. Uh, ahead of Phoenix by one game, ahead of the Clippers by two, uh, with some uh, really big games on the schedule without Mike Connolly, still without Donovan Mitchell. Jazz will play at Phoenix on Saturday, excuse me, on Friday, and we could see a new leader uh, in the Western Conference after Friday night. Probably will. We'll have Tim Lacombe on with us here in a little bit. He's part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. You hear him here on the fan if you listen to the Jazz games here on the fan with their full uh, pre uh, uh, halftime and post game. Yeah. So stick around.
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When you look at the NFL draft, one of the strange things that happens is teams ignoring players' success in college. Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith won the Heisman, but some mock drafts have him below his teammate Jalen Waddell, who spent most of the year with a broken ankle. Justin Fields led Ohio State to the national title game, had incredible numbers. He might be the fifth quarterback taken. Teams love potential. It's not as bad as the NBA, where it seems like the less games a player has played, the better. Still, the NFL seems to fixate on players who haven't proven themselves yet. Guys like Zach Wilson and Trey Lance have had limited windows of success. LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase had only one productive season, and it was special, but he sat out all of last year. That's one of the reasons why the draft is such a guessing game. Teams are forced to project, and maybe they try to do that too much. The answers are usually right there on the tape, even if the team sometimes acts like what happened in college didn't really happen. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. Well, when it comes to your identity, the folks at LifeLock are calling BS on that. All of those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try to set it free? They say that's crazy talk, and we agree. That's why LifeLock helps monitor your information and alert you to potential identity threats. And if you become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help you fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. And while they aren't exactly setting it free, you can save up to 25% off your first year by calling 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So promo code PATRICK, 25% off. This is Matt Whitaker, Executive Director of the Cash Community Food Pantry. At the Food Pantry, we serve many of the same individuals and families as CAPSA. I often hear, I don't know what I would do without CAPSA. Hearing these positive first-hand accounts increases my passion for CAPSA and reassures me that by supporting CAPSA, I am being a good steward of the community's support of the Food Pantry. Thank you, CAPSA, for being a valuable community partner. When you know CAPSA, you know hope. Call CAPSA at 753-2500. This is Larry at Larry's Pharmacies. Are you struggling with all your medicine? Did you take this morning's dose or not? We at Larry's Pharmacy have the perfect solution. Let us help you organize your meds so that you take it exactly as your doctor prescribed for the most benefit. Just punch out the meds from the organized packets at the clearly labeled time and you're done. This is a free service and a big help for those on many meds or who struggle to open and close bottles. We also offer free delivery service. Stay well. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are what you need to know. The LA Dodgers are currently undergoing an offensive explosion in the eighth inning. They are still, and it is eight to nothing LA. Six of those runs coming in the eighth frame as they have two outs and two men on, and they continue to take it to the Reds. Again, eight nothing our score in the eighth. Meanwhile, the Marlins duck by the Brewers six to two. Jesus Aguilar with a home run. In the NFL, the Panthers trade quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a sixth round selection in the upcoming draft. Seahawks general manager John Snyder muttered at a press conference today that quarterback Russell Wilson will stay in Seattle for a good while. NFL Network reporting the Giants have exercised the fifth year option on running back Saquon Barkley 
In the NBA, Celtics' Marcus Smart is out tonight against the Hornets, with the NBA suspending him a game for taunting a referee back on Tuesday against the Thunder. And Alex Crusoe is out tonight with back spasms. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the High Schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan hey what's up everybody eric france and aj salveson here on the full court press thanks for tuning in thanks for joining us big show today great conversation last hour with nate dixon the head associate of men's basketball coach with uh, utah state great conversation about uh, just kind of uh, it's an overused cliche word about culture, but it, it's something that's important to understand what that culture is. Um, and I think he gave us some good detail on what that is uh, under Ryan Odom, what to expect going forward, uh, what they're looking for when they recruit players, and why he chose to follow him to Logan, and why the rest of that entire staff chose to follow Odom to Logan. Uh, we also weighed in on uh, recruiting. A lot of people have raised these questions. Like, th- this is a coaching staff that has almost exclusively been on the East Coast. How well are they going to be able to recruit the West? How well will they understand recruiting in Utah? But Hank Dixon had some good comments on that, good answers to that. Absolutely. They seem prepared. Yeah. They're ready to do it. Yeah, they're excited. And this coaching staff, I think, has a good grip on the situation of what recruiting is out here. He talked about that, hey, we've been out here before. It's not our first dance. We've done it before. You know, we and I think you mentioned it. The LDS return missionary from that was in DC, and then went to UMBC, and so they have that familiarity. They're related. They re, they are very good at relating to the kids. Um, I know the players are really excited about the staff. Uh, really excited about Coach Odom and what he's doing. So good things. Uh, good things are coming. So if you missed it, or if you want to go back and listen to it again. You can right now. It's available on 1069thefan.com. Ajay was sprinting down the hallway. Oh, man, I was booking it. During the break. He's still <laughs> like trying to wipe his brow. His sweat is dripping down his face. The sweat is dripping on his face as he continues to desperately go with desperativity, <laughs> launch himself towards the mouse to click on it to get one last podcast episode up. Thank you, Doris. Oh, so you do agree it was Doris who made up desperativity. Thank you. No, she did not make up yeah, she. You weren't listening to the game. I heard it. So you can go to 1069thefan.com. It's right there in our podcast section. Uh, and uh, subscribe to our, our – uh, wherever you find podcasts, you can subscribe to our feed, and uh, you'll find that interview uh, in it – just that interview in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, the full show will be posted later on tonight, but if you want to hear just that interview with Nate Dixon – it is now available online. Hey, really excited about what we talk. <laughs> I'm censoring you. As we talk Utah Jazz basketball. <laughs> Coming up here on 106.9 FM. You, you, are, you are being really unprofessional. What? Why do you keep turning your mic off? I'm not touching my mic. Is it that, that sweat I, pouring off your I'm face? I'm not touching my That's causing a problem? Okay, did I just... 
I go touch in my, and then you blanked me. You just blanked Wait, you, me. You so now our touch, listeners are like, oh "What are you my touching?" Gosh! Oh! Wait. What? No, you. You, you, say? you are. So, you're. I need to go oh, line up man. our next guest. Oh, jeez. Yeah, would you do that? Because it is time for our next guest. You want to quit dinking off with the buttons? All right. Want to act like a grown up? Yeah. There you go. Push those. Yeah. There you go. Dial up our next guest. Hi, this is Eric, and I'm really immature. You want to speak to our professional host, though? Hey, our Gil Mortgage text line is open, 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321 to text into our Gil Mortgage text line. We are going to be speaking with uh, former BYU men's assistant basketball coach Tim Lacombe, who is now on the Utah Jazz Radio Network for pre, half, and post. Really, really, really good dude. I love Tim. Uh Met him when we were doing the uh, Beehive Classic. Had a chance to sit down and chat with him, and uh, just a super good guy. And so I'm really excited to uh, get uh, Tim's thoughts on this Utah Jazz. I've been really pessimistic of the Jazz, and and it's rightfully so. Now, just a reminder: Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell are out for tonight's game against the Kings, eight o'clock tonight uh, in Sacramento. But I- I've been pessimistic of this Jazz team, and I feel like I have a good right to be. You have a good right to be pessimistic about the number one overall team in the NBA. That just got swept by Minnesota, and now is without Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell tonight versus, as you say, Sacramento. What more do they have to do to convince you that they're a good basketball team? I don't know. Beat the worst team in the league? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a try in the dark. Well, maybe we can get some other uh, help on convincing Ajay that the Jazz are a good basketball team from somebody who follows them on a nightly basis. Tim Lacombe joins us here on the Full Court Press. You hear him here on this radio station. Oh, he's so if good. If you listen to the Jazz. As so, a, so, so good. As a Jazz affiliate, we get to hear his expert analysis. Uh, pre-game, halftime, post-game. Tim Lacombe joins us here on the Full Court Press. Tim, thanks for time hey, Tim. Tonight. What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. We're, we're doing all right. How are you over there? How's uh, SLC treating you? Well, you know what? I'm good. I'm actually down in... Um, I guess you guys would hate the fact that I'm in Utah County right now, you know, way too close to the school, the other blue school down here. Um, and I, and I get it. Like I understand it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm a huge history buff and like, this is a major pleasure for me to, you know, like what I went back to Memphis. I saw, I went to sun records, you know, where I saw where all that greatness happened. And, uh, like today to be able to come on the show that Scott Gerard started in college, I mean, are you <laughs> kidding true. me? That's true. And you know what? Scott was not as near as good as I am right now at, at this <laughs> age. So you can tell him I said that, too. I would imagine he's got a clip maybe to kind of put you in your place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, before we talk Utah Jazz, I did want to ask you about the new hire from Utah State. Uh, Coach Ryan Odom, Nate Dixon also on the staff. I know you have a lot of great connections. I was wondering, can I get your thoughts on this on this new basketball coaching staff and what you think of them? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I didn't know, um, obviously knew who Nate Odom was, uh, and certainly been a fan of his from a distance just with what he, you know, he, he looks to be, uh, a great coach and really connects with the guys. Uh, and then he's had some success. I mean, obviously pulled off one of the great upsets in the history, um, of the entire NCAA basketball, uh, tournament and it, the, the biggest upset. So, um, you know, he, he's obviously got some really good things going for him, but I don't, I didn't know him beyond that. And a couple okay. of weeks ago, can you guys hear me? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, keep going. Sorry. You're good. Oh, perfect. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, 
it was early on a Saturday, and I'm I'm definitely a sleeping guy on Saturday. Uh, but my <laughs> phone rang about eight thirty, and it was a Gainesville number. I didn't recognize it, and I answered, and it was my good buddy Nate Dixon, uh, and and Nate had uh, Coach Odom on the phone, and we talked for a good amount of time about uh, my experience coaching in Utah. They kind of wanted to pick my brain, and uh, they're very very kind and complimentary and I, I think I'll put it this way after that conversation and, and prior to it but after it uh, I certainly believe the Yaggies are in great hands love it love it so uh Tim this Utah Jazz team right the number one team in the NBA best record clinched the playoffs before anybody but certainly the way they've been playing in April has a lot of us nervous <laughs> they're not playing their best basketball and I think they would agree to that um, what are what kind of stands out to you? Why is this team kind of on shaky ground right now? Well, I think what the Jazz are dealing with right now is what everybody's dealt with all year long. Uh, you know, I don't know because I, I, I we haven't seen the scenario, but um, I don't know if you know everybody's at full strength. If the Jazz are still the number one seed, um, you know, you got to be pretty honest about the fact the Jazz ha- had stayed relatively healthy. Knock on wood. Um, until Donovan, you know, uh, had his ankle injury. And I'm, I'm telling you, you take a guy out of the lineup, an all-star out of the lineup, and anybody's going to hit, you know, hit some rocky times. And, uh, it, you know, from the standpoint that you're missing that person, then everybody else is now, uh, you know, steps up a rung, and they've got to contribute a little bit more. And so that pressure, you know, everybody starts to feel a little bit of pressure there where, as before, if you've got everybody, you're just kind of sailing through all, you know. So uh, part of it is that the Jazz are dealing with this injury thing, really, first time this year in a, in a major way. Uh, and what's a little bit nerve-wracking is we really don't know the extent uh, or, you know, the length of time that, uh, that and we, we obviously think Donovan's going to be reevaluated uh, after the week. And uh, But, you know, Mike has had an issue with that hamstring and the fact that he's, kind of scratch from tonight and uh, you know you just kind of have to cross your fingers and hope but I, I think there's a real good explanation why the jazz are struggling right now it's they're they're not the jazz you know they're a piece of the jazz much like the lakers have struggled because they haven't had ad and and lebron for so long so um certainly not time to jump off a cliff and certainly not time to give up hope um you know but you know, we do have to kind of start dealing with the fact that they might not be the number one seed. And, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, injury probably will be the, the biggest cause of that. So despite the loss of Donovan Mitchell, is it still excusable that they get swept by Minnesota? Um, you know, I think the hard part about that question, too, is, you're, you know, most of the league faced a Minnesota team without all their weapons, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I, I actually happen to think that Russell and at least the nights I've seen him, Russell and Towns really have a great chemistry and synergy together. I know they've only played like 14, 15 games together, but when they have played together, they've played well. The numbers prove that out. They've been way better than the the record that they've, um, you know, or winning percentage that they've put forth this year. So again, I think it's apples and oranges. I think, um, yeah, the Jazz probably should beat that team. But year in and year out, there's always a couple teams, their scheme and the way they play, uh, that give you trouble. And I thought the Jazz were a little bit more casual the first night. I thought they turned the ball over way too much. Second night, I just think 
I, I think they battled their butt off. You know, I just think that at the end of the day, they had a lot of open shots that didn't fall. And again, you can start looking at pressure, you know, a little bit of mounting pressure and some fatigue um, because guys are asking, being asked to do more right now. Tim, this is there's been a lot of debate here more recently. This that uh, you know, how important are is seeding when it comes to the playoffs? Uh, we've heard Anthony Davis and LeBron James say we don't care that our seed as long as we're healthy, we'll play anyone anywhere. And I think some people are saying, yeah, they're probably good enough. It really won't matter for their seeding. Does it matter for the Utah Jazz? Well, I'd ask you guys. I mean, I, I think. I think inherently there's an advantage of being one, right? And um, this year it's a little different because they have that little play in tournament. So you don't necessarily know exactly who your opponent's going to be. But I think that, um, you know, if, if you're to choose, you would probably most times you would choose being the number one seed. And I think it's really important from the standpoint that the Jazz would have home court advantage. And I think as it's, they've shown this year when they're at full strength, um, they're pretty tough to beat at home, uh, having only lost a few games here in, in Utah. So um, I, I think it's important, but I also believe it's not the be-all, end-all. I mean, I think you know teams that have not been the number one seed have, seed have won the championship before, and I do think there's a part of this for the Jazz that you just mentioned with AD and, and LeBron that the most important thing is that they're healthy and uh, you know, kind of a little bit in some sort of groove. And so I, I would almost take that part over seeding because I think that, that that part is way more important. Who's concerning you more, Jordan Clarkson or Bogdanovich? Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily worry about Clarkson because I think Clarkson is what he is. I think you're going to get a, a good level of, of effort. You're going to get certainly – uh, you know, high usage rate, and he's going to get his shots up. Um, and for me, to, you know, about him, it's really kind of in streaks. I'll tell you this, when he's really going, uh, you, do, you don't, you know, you don't really even take in, uh, give him enough credit for what he does. So I don't worry about him. Um, Bojan, sometimes my, my concern about him is just his confidence level. Um, and I know Jordan, the last few games when he's been off, has, has showed some frustration. But I think it's more frustration. I think sometimes Bojan, um, you know, internalizes it, it looks like, and takes it pretty serious. And so I think, um, you know, the way that the Jazz are kind of built, I, I would almost say I would give a little bit more spiff of confidence to Bojan and let Jordan just kind of work his way through it, if that makes sense, because I think it's really more important about how they're built. No, that's a good point. Uh, it's kind of what's going on between the years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge part of it. We don't we don't process it at all. You know, I, I've always made the joke that fans and and media and, and people that you know haven't been totally involved in the game, um, you know, their experience with this type of deal is 2K or FIFA. You know, and what you do is you just put a bunch of robotic figures out there and you control one at a time. But you know, you're coaching that team. <laughs> What, what you don't take into account is every one of these human beings that you deal with and coach are so different. And they take to things like success and failure totally different. And so, so much of your ability to relate to these guys and keep them confident, you know, that's a huge part of the job. With a, with a healthy jazz team, is, and you talked about, like, um, you mentioned that health and playing uh, with 
um, with some momentum, I guess, or in a groove when you approach yeah. the playoffs. With a healthy team and playing with a groove going into the playoffs, how far do you think the Jazz, this Jazz team could really go? Well, I, I think that I've seen them. Um, they've answered a lot of questions for me. Um, you know, I go back to kind of some monumental moments, and um, one of those was, you know, after they had the little plane incident and how that kind of shook everybody and Donovan didn't make the trip. And, um, you know, the way that they competed that game really, to me, proved, like, there's something to this team. Like, they've got, they've got a little bit of, 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 you know, championship DNA in there. And it really is about, um, you know, th- there is a process to the playoffs, and they they had an incredible amount of frustration last year, a series that they really felt like they had. So I, I feel like they've kind of paid their dues. Um, again, the playoffs is so hard to call right now because it's all about matchups. But I do expect the Jazz to get through. You know, I'm going to say get through a round for sure. Um, you know, I don't know again how it's going to shake out and. The crazy part is you could face the Lakers in the first round in some scenarios. You know, if the Jazz really went on a crazy skid uh, and Denver finished strong and Clippers finished strong and Phoenix, you know, the Jazz could be looking at four playing five. So, I mean, I don't want to go there, um, but certainly you've got to almost accept the fact that right now they're a little banged up. They're limited, and there's going to be have to be guys like Matt Thomas and Mieoni, George Niang, even Trent Forrest. They're going to have to play minutes. and you know, that's not the playoff plan, but that's where they're at right now. Don't hey, by the way, Tim, don't you look like this good cop, bad cop, like Eric's all optimistic and I'm like, we're done for, it's over, forget it, and, you know, it, with the whole thing. It's it this is good. No, uh, I need your help to insert a little more <laughs> optimism into Ajay. This is the number one team in the NBA. Ajay as Scotty told me, you were a little skittish. So you know, <laughs> you're like one of those players, I just need to infuse you with confidence. Right? Franson's more of a guy like I slap him on the back and say, it's going to be okay, dude. But you, we like, we got to go to lunch. I got to look you in the eye and say, hey, I'm with you, man. I know you're not getting the time you need right now, I'm but te- it's all going to turn for you. I, I did, and by the way, tell Scotty, and you can tell Eric this too, by the way, if they would just give me one compliment, it would boost my confidence in, in an incredible level. So... But we have yeah. to take you to lunch to do that. <laughs> yeah, take me to lunch like. to do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Tim Lacombe joining us. He's part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Does an incredibly great job on the pre-half and post. Also former assistant of BYU men's basketball. Uh, Coach, I, I do want to ask, the re- the MVP conversation is so splattered everywhere. I mean, Steph Curry, uh, Jokic, LeBron. Why isn't Rudy Gobert a part of the conversation? And do you think it's fair or unfair that he is not? Well, I think, um, you know, there's a, there's a part of this deal, uh, you know, and you guys know this, there's part of this that's really uh, a marketing arm and, and uh, you know, the really the flashy stuff. And, and, again, I'll say it, scoring, you know, scoring is really important for that award. It always has been, probably always will be. And, um, you know, I think that really, to me, what Rudy, Rudy's MVP to me is – fact that he's he does exactly what he should do and that's be the defensive player of the year um i I, i'm going to be honest i there were times where um you know i I was not able to watch the jazz as closely because i had a team to coach and so i'd only see them sporadically and i can honestly say there was no way i appreciated rudy for what i uh what i do now being able to watch him every night and really every possession um, it's really become a study. I'm fascinated by his uh, 
his ability to move his feet, you know, so much quicker than you would think, and um, got just absolutely great feet. I, I think he's coming around as an offensive player. I've seen some major development from the beginning of the year to now. Uh, I think Alex Jensen has done an absolutely hell, uh, extraordinary job of uh, of getting the most out of him. But I, I think so much credit's got to go to Rudy for being that great, but also that coachable. Um, there's a, there's a almost a scale, you know, where you get a really talented guy, and you can almost count on the fact that they're they've heard it all and they know it all and you're not going to get much through to them because they've had so much success. Uh, but with all the success Rudy's had, he's still hungry. He still looks to improve. I mean, a guy who, you know, there was a stretch there where he was shooting 40% from the line and he's certainly been really, really good lately from the line. And I just see him find ways to finish more creatively, more forcefully. Um, his footwork's gotten much better. He tries passes that he's never tried before. You know, he winged one around his back the other night to avoid uh, it getting stolen. I, I just like the way that he approaches the game. And, again, I don't think he'll ever be the MVP. And I think Donovan have a chance to be the MVP because he, he puts up those types of scoring numbers, and I think that's a big thing about that award. But I'll tell you what, Rudy, um, you know, people will find out uh, just how valuable he is, you know, especially right now because the Jazz are going to really have to really grind teams out and guard them. They're going to struggle to score a little bit, so it becomes even that much more important for Rudy to be what Rudy is. Hey, Tim, great stuff. We appreciate the insight for you spending some time with us. It's uh, We always enjoy listening to you here on The Fan during these uh, pre-halftime and post-games uh, here on The Jazz, being an affiliate of the Utah Jazz. So I appreciate your your uh, your context and uh, giving a little bit of – giving inserting a little more confidence into Ajay that he should – it should oh, be calm, a little bit more positive about this jazz down. team. Just calm down. <laughs> hey, nothing a nothing a warm pot pie and a, a nice diet coke or I, I don't know what your drink of choice is, but water on the we, rocks. <laughs> water on the rocks with a side of lime. <laughs> be Can careful. You... I hear those I hear it's hard up there to you know, it's a dry county. <laughs> <laughs> coach, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, have a great show tonight. All right, see y'all. All right. Thanks, Coach. Uh, that's uh, Tim Lacombe. He's, Dude, he's part of so the Utah good. Jazz Radio Network. He's so good. And and like if if you have a chance to just sit down and listen to pregame, like when I'm driving home and there's a Jazz game pregame, I'm I'm there. Halftime, I mute the TV, I listen to him. Postgame, same thing, same story. And it's just great analysis. It's upfront. It's it's real. It's unabridged. It's raw. Um, it's it's some of the some of the best. And nine three one five looks like Tim is putting RJ in his place with the two most recent Jazz games. I was just, I mean, I had a right to be angry. <laughs> I had a right to be angry. I put Skittles on the game. <laughs> oh, is that, what I, is that why? Yeah. All right, uh, coming up next on the other side, we'll get your reactions to where you think the Jazz are right now, especially in light of the news that Mike Connolly is going to be out. Uh, he's a scratch for tonight. Don't know how much longer, how many other games he might miss. How might that affect the Jazz and the standings? And do those standings really matter? I think that's really one of the questions of the day. Does seeding really matter, uh, or does that supersede the health and, I guess, momentum of your team going into the playoffs? We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Drivers, start your engines. The Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, where every vehicle is inspired by Honda's racing spirit, is on now. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 0% APR on the 2021 Honda CRV or HRV. 
Visit your Utah Honda dealers or utahhondadealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Mothers are simply the best, so treat her with nothing but the best this Mother's Day with a delicious brunch buffet at Elements Restaurant. Omelets to order, crepes, hot griddled cakes, slow-roasted prime ribs, salmon, shrimp, and more delicious options, including salad bar and endless desserts. Treat mom to something extraordinary at the Elements Restaurant Mother's Day brunch, Sunday, May 9th. Google Elements Restaurant to reserve online or call 750-5171. That's 750-5171. Now open and waiting for you. You. Elements Restaurant, next to the Spring Hill Suites in South Logan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Do I think it's a good look for, for Kevin Durant to, to go after Michael Rappaport? No. But I also think that if we... Are we taking everything that's said on surface level as being... Like, I just... It feels like there is a locker room talk aspect to it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. My son knows he should never touch my gun. He never talked to me about his gun. I keep the gun where she can't find it. He thinks I don't know where it is. She doesn't I know. know. Someone you love could be hurt by a gun accident in your home. Keep your gun locked away when it's not being carried. Take the time to talk with your kids. Have the talk with your family about gun safety. Talk to your family about firearm safety. Learn how at projectchildsafe.org slash welcome. Talk in the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Boy, some great conversations today. Talking hoops with Tim Lacombe, with Nate Dixon. Oh, yeah, we go to break. I need you to cut that audio so I can post that, too. pressured Coach to change his profile. It worked. The power of speaking things into existence, of encouraging people to want to live a better life, to be more honest with themselves. And that's what I did for Coach Dixon. Now, Coach Dixon, if you're listening, could you please follow me on Twitter? <laughs> I've earned it. <laughs> it's all about the follow. It's all about the follow. <laughs> uh, 2879 detected earlier into the show. The full court pro- press show is incomplete until unless AJ uses the word desperativity. Okay. You know, it, you guys, Doris Burke said it. I didn't say it. Doris Burke did. On a live no, national broadcast. How do you know? Did you watch it? No. She would not no. say something you like that. You were too busy. It's a made up word. Battlestar Galactica. She, okay. Well, that's besides oh, oh, the point. Uh, okay. No, now, it is so besides the point. So Doris I Burke heard it and would you not didn't. make up words like that. Yes, she would. Have you listened to her broadcast a game? Yes. She is as dramatic as a. She may be dramatic, but as, she doesn't make up words. No, she is. As a Nicholas Sparks romantic novel. She's, I mean, she, she may is, be a bit dramatic, but she doesn't make up words. She's incredibly dramatic. Holy cow. I mean, when she's, I mean, could you imagine what players are like, dude, Doris, you know, when she's interviewing, like, Doris, just calm your stuff, all right? Utah Jazz in action tonight, taking on the Sacramento Kings. The Sakya Jazz versus the Sacramento Kings. It's 8 o'clock tip off. <laughs> pre-game Don't at 750. At disappointment. <laughs> here on the fan and the Jazz Radio Network. Really appreciated Tim Lacombe, who's part of that 
uh, broadcast to uh, his time joining us tonight. What stood out to you, Eric, in that interview? Something, that, anything that you might have learned new about the Utah Jazz? I thought you had a good question about what concerns him more. Who concerns him more, Jordan oh, Clarkson, Clarkson yeah. or Boyan Bogdanovich? Because both seem to be in a slump. Oh yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting uh, his reaction. That Boyan is a little bit more of a concern. He internalizes those bad games a little too much. And Jordan, he's just like, uh, I'll, I'm going to shoot my way out of it. Yeah. And you know what? I love what he said, too. Jordan Clarkson is is who he is, right? I mean, he's he might be 0 of 12, but if the game's on the line and you need a three, Clarkson's going to take it. throw the ball his way. Yeah. I mean, he's still going to shoot it. He, he'll put it up. He's going to throw the 0 of 10 away out of his head, and he's going to say it's a new start, new shot, new play. But I think Boyan right now, he might pump fake. Second guess, do a dribble, look around, and then pass it so to what do you George do? Niang. What do you do to get out? I mean, I mean, you can't just go out and shoot hoops. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you go out and you shoot for an hour in an empty gym and say, this is, you know, we're going to get this figured out. Uh, sometimes How do you get out you of it? you have to do. You have to just see the ball go through the hoop a lot. And sometimes the, the best way to do that is just get in the gym and just keep putting up shots. And, and the other way, too, is if that outside shot's not working, find other ways to manufacture points. And then once you start scoring points and you start building confidence and knowing that you're contributing to your team's success, then you're feeling a little more confident to go out there and shoot. I think that's been a bit of an issue for the Utah Jazz in this uh, stretch here, that they've struggled here in April. Uh, there were t- games earlier in the year where if the outside shot wasn't falling, they would switch and they would try to go to an inside game for a little bit to just make sure they get points on the board and to still you know, reinsert some confidence to themselves. But it seems like lately, they're just, oh, we're just going to keep putting up threes. We'll just keep putting up threes. Keep, yep. keep shooting. 57 keep threes the other night against Minnesota. Too much. I mean, the Jazz are a three-ball kind of a team now. They are. But look, if it's not really falling, then you've got to find ways to get points in other ways. And until the, the shot are starting to fall again. And that's that's kind of what was frustrating to me about this uh, that Timberwolves series and a few other games here in the last week or two is that, look, the outside shot's not falling. Do some pick-and-roll action with Derek Favors. He's become a forgotten man. Uh, get some lobs to Rudy. Get Boyan to, to do a, a post-up against a smaller guard mm. or a smaller forward. He can do that. But it seems like they're they're going away from it. A little too much. And just we'll just keep putting up threes. And eventually we hope they'll fall. Six three two eight. The only seating or to me, the seating only matters when it's a LA team or anyone else other than the Jazz and the Suns. Why is everyone overlooking these teams? Mm. Good question. I mean, why you know why aren't we talking more about Phoenix? I mean, I guess we are. Why isn't the rest of the NBA talking more about Phoenix? Team That's was, a fair question. I mean, team was 8-0 in the bubble, sure, but they were out of the playoffs. Phoenix has, i got to double-check this, they have one of the best road records. They may have the best road record. In fact, they do. They are 20-9 and on the road. They are 23-9 and at home. They are just as good at home as they are on the road. Sure. Absolutely. They are the best team in the NBA away from their own friendly confines. It's crazy. Uh, 9463, going back to yesterday's rivalries talk. Sports' greatest rivalries? AJ versus all the Kennys in the world. Kenny G, Kenny Rogers, the other Kenny Rogers, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> Kenny from South Park. Uh, I forgot about that Kenny debacle we had a little while ago. <laughs> uh, 2417, I've said it before on the show, they are better when they play inside out. Couldn't agree more. 
Could not agree more. When, but but again, they've got to make shots from the outside. If you shoot 57 threes, you better hit 30-something of those. So Mike Connolly will be out. So, man, who's, does Jordan Clarkson get a start? Or who's, who's your – because your, your point guards, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly are out. Joe Ingles can initiate the offense, but does Trent Forrest start? Does Jordan Clarkson be, get into the starting lineup? I like, put, who's your starting point guard? I'd put Jordan Clarkson as a starting point. I know it sounds insane. I'd put Jordan Clarkson as your starting point guard. You started the game in Los Angeles when the Jazz sat four guys. I let him start. Let him run with it. Look, you don't have any other shooters besides Joe. Right. You need somebody who can score. Who can score on the starting lineup because you don't have any of that right now. So you might as well just put him there so he can score. And Clarkson has been improving his ability to set up other guys and find other guys when pressure comes on him and teams collapse. Because there's a, uh, the previous film on Jordan Clarkson was once you give him the ball, it's not going out. He's going to try to make <laughs> move and juke and yeah. twist his body and try to make a shot. Well, Quinn Snyder has helped him realize that this def- how teams are starting to defend him now, and he'll kick the ball out. Like he had seven assists the other night. Sure. So Jordan Clarkson is is evolving as a player too. The, the struggles of Jordan Clarkson, Dan Clayton was on Twitter, and he had a thread, and it was really good. Dan Clayton of Salt City Hoops been on our show incredibly, really good at his gig. Um, he was he was more shocked by the lack of concern from the coaching staff that they haven't made a change, that they haven't said, hey, look, we got to change something in you, Clarkson. You know, we got to change the way you're playing the game. We got to change the way, because without Donovan Mitchell, things got to be different. And, uh, and and we've got to play different without Donovan Mitchell. And he feels like that the coaching staff is more to blame right now for Clarkson's struggles, or at least the lack of productivity from Clarkson, than Clarkson is himself. Do you agree with that? Hmm. I mean, I see what he's saying, but Clarkson, I like, but I love what Tim said. Like, Clarkson's going to be who he is. Right, he'll, and he's not going to change it just because one guy's out. Right. No matter how powerful that guy is out. on the court. He'll, he'll climb out of it. Boyan is, he's had some off and on struggles all year. He'll have a game where he'll score 25, maybe even 30 points, and then he'll score only a couple, 12 points for a couple of games. Eight points. They just need more consistency. How worried are you about tonight without Conley and Mitchell? Like, I mean, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like we're domed. Look, normally I'd say eh, it's not really going to matter that much, but this is a team that beat. The Dallas Mavericks on Monday. Yeah. And the Mavericks are they are trying to stay the Mar- out of the seventh Well, spot. the Mavericks just went over there and went on a 28 nothing run against the Warriors last night. They were down 12-11. to They go on a 28 nothing run. Oh, they just totally demolished, dismantled I mean, Golden State. The Warriors State. scored a field goal with 8.43 left in the first quarter. They didn't score another point until the second quarter with like 10 minutes left in the second quarter. It's embarrassing. That Mavericks And you team, wonder why I'm not concerned about Golden State true. if we face them in the playoffs. That's true. Yep, absolutely. Have games that's like a good point. Five three oh eight. How do you guys feel the Jazz should handle the loss of one or two of their star players? You know, that's and tonight's gonna be one of those nights. No Conley, no Mitchell. Um You gotta go deeper in your you rotation. Do. You do. You gotta you gotta gamble more with your bench and you gotta you give them a longer leash. To step up. Yeah, you gotta give them a longer leash too. You gotta give them a chance. 
Look, if they're going to go out there and play not to make a mistake, it's going to be a disaster. you got to allow your bench players to go out there and play without concern of being benched for a turnover, for a misread, for not rotating on a certain rotation, whatever the case may be. you got to allow them to make a mistake. And I mean, and these young guys are going to make those mistakes, but give them that opportunity. Yeah, like I don't understand how Mie Oni gets like uh, oh, part dude, of the regular no rotation, sense. and then yeah. he disappears, and all of a sudden Gerald Brantley comes in. Yeah, he plays like twenty minutes and looks great, and then we never see him never again. Never see him again. So uh, I, I'm not exactly sure like what's going on in the practices and why one guy looks all of a sudden comes out of nowhere and looks great, and then he disappears again. If that's something that he's that's not happening, that should be happening. When games aren't on, I don't know what's what's going on there. Okay, so give me your starting lineup tonight. Uh, I'd have Rudy. Okay. Boyan. I'm asking sincerely because I really don't know. So, yeah, Rudy, Boyan. Joe. Royce. Royce, okay. And uh, Jordan. Okay. So, how worried about you? How worried are you about the bench? So, your bench is going to be George Yang, Derek Favors. Then you're going to. Trent Forrest, Mie Oni. Oni's got to play, and he's got to play a lot too. Probably gonna see some brand. I mean, you're down two guards. You got to play the guy. Yes. And I, and I trust Oni. I honestly, I'm okay with him. I uh, yeah, your bench is gonna be hurting tonight. You got to hope your stars can give you some good minutes, get a good lead, and get out of the way. See the uh, when Sacramento beat the Mavericks, they jumped on him early. Yeah. And then you you have all these other guys that uh, are in your place, playing with some confidence, and that makes it hard to overcome. Jazz can't allow Sacramento to get some confidence early. They need to be the aggressors and jump out on them. This is a team that uh, went on a had a really long losing streak, but since then. They win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. They win one. They keep the pattern, they should lose one. <laughs> but you're right. You know what? They they did. They took care of a good Mavericks team. Again, who's fighting for their playoff lives, like you mentioned. Um, they it just you have you have to come out swinging tonight, especially on the road. Haymakers first, and because you know Sacramento is going to come out there with some energy at home against the number one team in the league. Like you know that target is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as we close the end of the season. Well, look, they played Jazz tough um, yeah, earlier this month. One twenty. What was the score? It was one twenty. Uh, one twenty-eight to one twelve. But it wasn't that, until like the last three yeah, minutes that the Jazz say, really pulled. The score away. doesn't tell you how close that game it actually was. It was anybody's game with three minutes to go. Yep. Then yeah. That's when the Jazz had their 10-0 run. What was the line on on a couple of those starters for Sacramento? Did De'Aaron Fox play that game? In that game? Yeah. Yeah, Fox had 30 points. But he's out. He's not going to play tonight. Oh, he's not playing tonight? No, he's out. Oh, we might be okay then. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of one of my concerns. Uh, their center, Holmes, he had a big game, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Buddy Heald, he had 19, 7 assists. Halliburton was big off the bench with 13. Halliburton had a pretty good game against Dallas the other night, too. Donovan had 42 that night. Is Yeah, isn't that game where Donovan kind of started off slow, then picked it up and went red hot, especially in the second half, and then I'm pulling away? Yeah, we're going to be missing Donovan tonight. So, Donovan will miss tonight. Uh, 
I believe he's also missing Friday. If the timetable yes. was correct, he will That's be out correct. Friday against Phoenix. So we'll see Donovan next week, probably in limited minutes. But, I, I mean, I swear to you, if we can win tonight's game, that that's big. I know it's Sacramento, but just for the sake of confidence, I mean, you just got swept by the worst team in the league, and in a home-and-home split, you got beat. And Jazz have not lost three in a row at any point all year. Yeah, now would be a good time to continue that trend. <laughs> I guess you're going to be in deep trouble when you go to Phoenix. All right, coming up next year on the Full Court Press on a What Went Wrong Wednesday, uh, what would you nominate as a What Went Wrong event from the last week? Hey, 6891, we did talk about it. I mentioned it. Golden State got beat last night because Dallas went on a 28 nothing run. Yeah, you must have just missed it when you tuned in. Hey, but we you know what? But you know what? Golden State should still scare you in the playoffs. Just because Dallas went on a 28 nothing run, I mean, it doesn't tell you that... Steph Curry in the playoffs. Golden State is 31 and 31. No worries, 6891. It's okay. Glad to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, but you're right, though, 6891. They did take a beating. Really bad one, too. And and, that, and you want to talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. Golden State's one of those teams right now. Yes. They're Absolutely 31 and 31. One. I do. But you, but you look at some of their wins and look at some of their losses, and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> Figure it out already. Yeah, true. <laughs> Figure it out. That's true. All right. All right, quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, some really big matchups tonight in the NBA besides the Jazz and wh- wh- what they're doing. Um, also, an interesting note from Major League Baseball, upping their uh, the price for expansion. Does that mean expansion may be on the rise or on the horizon for Major League Baseball? Talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. Well, we know the snow is melted. You know what else is melting? The prices at Discount Tire and Automotive. Discount Tire and Automotive is melting tire prices all the way down during the Spring Spectacular Sale. Get up to $150 in rebates when you buy four Goodyear tires. Plus get special savings on special buy Goodyear-like truck tires. Discount Tire has the lowest spring tire prices anywhere. And right now they're lower than ever. So get the lowest prices guaranteed. Use Discount Tire's layaway or six months no interest OAC. Discount Tire scours the competition to make sure no one beats their deals online or in-store. Make your tire and service reservations online 24-7 at webtires.net. And cure your budget pains today with the Spring Spectacular sale at Discount Tire. 885 North Main in Logan, 110 South Highway 165 in Providence, and 728 South Main in Smithfield. Discount Tire. So much more than a tire store. This is Ed at Fisher Home Furnishings. Thank you for shopping at our store. Come in right now for our anniversary sale. All of our name brand suppliers have helped out with extra discounts for this sale. Find the lowest price on Lazy Boy, Flex Steel, Bassett, Serta, Lexington, Bernhardt, and then take an additional 15, 20, up to 25% off. At Fisher's, we have a great selection. We stock more, we sell more. You'll find the largest selection of home furnishings right here. The anniversary sale brings an additional 15, 20, and 25% off the lowest marked sale price. Shop Fisher Home Furnishings or anytime at Fisher's. FisherHF.com. The Cash Valley Media Group is looking to hire an administrative assistant slash administrative assistants. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our best-selling GE and Speed Queen commercial washers are built to last longer, so you won't have to worry about purchasing a new washer for years to come. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with purchase of a select laundry pair. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. 
The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. On a What Went Wrong Wednesday, certainly we've covered the Jazz. There's a lot of what's going wrong with them right now. Two losses to the worst team in the NBA, or at least one of the worst teams in the NBA. Uh, going up against another team that's out of the playoff picture. They're 19 games behind Utah. Uh, they are, what is it, six, six and a half games outside of the uh, play-in situation so they're they're out of the mix um but still they beat Dallas on Monday so can't overlook you never know hey what went wrong Pac-12 trying to find a commissioner it's a crap show right now and that's a I mean and every Pac-12 beat writer is just laughing at the conference and they're embarrassed too they're embarrassed for the conference they're embarrassed for the universities I mean they're it's it's it, it I mean they they're making Larry Scott seem like he was a golden boy over there. Because of how they're going about it? Yes. Well, and, and, and just, you know. Because they basically have said, look, we want to go a non-traditional route to finding our next commissioner. Didn't they do that last time? Well, here's the other problem. Is we're thinking about doing a co-commissioner system. Wait, what? I'm not even joking you. Uh, according to a couple of play, uh, papers, including the Oregonian, uh, they're exploring an unprecedented option that... It'd be a, a two-fold criteria of finding a commissioner that can maximize the conference business opportunities. Okay. Media rights negotiations being chief among those, by the way. Um, so uh, what? there's a name that's emerged in the search for Scott's replacement, that being Amy Brooks, who played at Stanford uh, for basketball and currently serves as the NBA's president for business operations and chief innovator. But then they're also looking at another option of uh, finding someone who can do, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to read the article, but it just, I mean, that they can do a couple other things that maybe Amy Scott's not as familiar with and having a co-commissioner conference. That's why. Go you, pack you, well. You get a commissioner and then the commissioner puts together a staff of people to help with what they're good at or not good at. I mean, you have an office to, to take care of these things. It's not all on the shoulders of one person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, this is getting nuts. Those presidents the, in that the, conference. The Amy Brooks, yeah, the Amy Brooks is legit. Like wow. she's from Stanford, played women's basketball, really good. Uh, they feel like she would have a great identity in regards of her relationship with the NBA and knowledge of of from her gig there. Um, but then finding somebody who is familiar with more so the media, uh, the media rights portion of it. And the finances, they're looking at somebody else right now, another candidate. That is just crazy. You know what? Pac-12 is awesome. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what, that's, weird. that's phenomenal. Uh, 6891, what went wrong with Teddy Bridgewater? I need to do some research. I'm know. so what, sorry. What went Six, wrong oh, with no. Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, sorry, help me here. 6891, what did I miss? What is going on? I'm going to do some research right now as we speak. Oh, man. Teddy just got traded to the Denver Broncos. 
from Carolina. So he goes from New Orleans to Carolina to Denver for a sixth-round pick. Wow. That sucks to be Teddy. Uh, 5338. That blew my mind. Normally it's on uh, Tuesdays, but we'll carry it over to today. Yes, we always do. Said that blew my mind. On Sunday, Sidney Crosby became only the second player in NHL history to average at least one point per game in each of his first 16 seasons. The only That's other player to do nuts, that was Gretzky. Dude. That's crazy. Hey, let me ask uh, 5338, right? That texted that in? Yep. Let me ask you 5338. Is Sidney Crosby, is he the next best behind Wayne Gretzky? Like, we all talk about Wayne Gretzky. I don't, but who's the second best player behind Wayne Gretzky? Is it Sidney Crosby? Is it Patrick Roy? Uh, former goalie of the Colorado Aval- Avalanche? Wah? Patrick Roy. Not Patrick Wah? The fetch? What's your problem? Oh, Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy? Um, is it, uh, is it Fulton? Formerly of Team USA slash Mighty Ducks. <laughs> wow. Mr. Slapshot himself. Uh, 5338 says, being Pac-12 commissioner is beneath me, signed Vince McMahon. <laughs> you know what I could, and you know what's crazy is I could see his, his son, Shane McMahon, taking over as the Pac-12 commissioner. And he probably, I mean, he'd do a better job than Larry Scott would. Because Larry Scott was just an absolute train wreck. In every way, financially, you know, methodically, just, I mean, he burnt that conference to the ground. Spent so much money on himself and his own offices. Oh, his offices, dude? It was a joke. And then he wondered why it was such a problem. (laughs) Unreal. That guy. All right, got to call another time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, I may include this in a what went wrong. Major League Baseball upping the fee if you wanted to uh, expand and add another team to the major leagues, are they are they pricing themselves out of opportunity? We'll talk about that coming up next in the Full Court Press. Cash Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the allergy clinic inside the Cash Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The allergy clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cash Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cash Valley Hospital. The allergy clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the allergy clinic at 753-7880-753. 7880. They can put your logo on it because that's what they do at the Logo Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call the Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from the Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan. The Logo Shop. Another Full Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at efranzen and AJ Salveson at AJ Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcast. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Eric France and Ajay Salveson, last couple of minutes here with you on the show. Still time for you to weigh in, though. 435-339-0321 here on the uh, Guild Mortgage text line. 5338. Eric has a pronunciation of wah correct. What? It's Patrick wah? It's a good question, Ajay. I think there are lots of players who could be considered the best. I personally think that of... Mario Lemieux is the best talent to play, but his career much shorter than Gretzky. Mario Lemieux, yeah. yeah. Super Mario. Was he at Pittsburgh? Is that right? Or where was he at? He spent most of his time there. At Pittsburgh? And then Sidney Crosby's at Pittsburgh right now, if I'm not mistaken. Watch Connor McDavid very closely, though. He's very young and exceptionally good. Okay. Okay. Connor McDavid. I'm going to have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, that's good. like that. Thank you, 5338. Uh, maybe something else on consideration for what went wrong Wednesday. Major League Baseball announcing today uh, they are considering expansion fees, increasing them up to $2.2 billion for a new franchise. I, I don't get this. Now, there are no I don't get this. current Why? plans to add teams, but the NBA was there seriously considering uh, expansion for the NBA to help team owners offset some of their losses from COVID. In the NBA, it was going to be a billion dollars, one billion. Yeah, Major and, League Baseball says no, no, no. We need two point two billion. See, here's the thing: is is they were looking for revenue, and there was actually legitimate thought that there would be maybe some expansion here, or there, Vancouver, maybe Seattle. And then when they heard the price of one billion, everybody just dropped out. Everyone said, "Not touching that right now. No way, no how." And you wonder, Tampa, they're enjoying having the Raptors there in town. Would they consider? I mean, that's what happened to Oklahoma City when uh, there was a hurricane in New Orleans and they relocated their team to Oklahoma City. They're like, look, that was so much fun. We want a team. And so they they brought the Seattle Supersonics and moved them to Oklahoma City. Could something similar happen in Toronto? Where, yeah. Where, uh, or excuse me, in Tampa, where they've been the rent-a-home for the Raptors and they... Folks, they're like, hey, this is so much fun. We want to have our own team. But for Major League Baseball, $2.2 billion? That's, that's too much. That's too greedy. Look, because they, they estimate the average MLB franchise at $2.2 billion, and that's why they're setting it that, at that number. The Yankees valued at $6.75 billion. Yeah, well, the Kansas City Royals are valued at $500,000. Colorado and Miami, they paid $95 million each back in 1993. That's nuts, man. Arizona and Tampa Bay, they paid $130 million when they joined in 1998. $130 million. Dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> Mike Trout makes more money than that team started off with in 1998. That's awesome. Manfred has also said that Major League Baseball will not consider expansion until the Athletics... And the Rays get new ballparks. Jeez. There's a new stadium being proposed in downtown Oakland. Rays, they're looking at some options as well. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of great players, Oveshkin, hockey. I think it's Oveshkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really good. I, uh, yeah, I remember watching him play. Leon, have to give out a great job. He really knows his hockey. That's a great way to end the show. Thanks, everybody. All right. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Tomorrow. <laughs> We'll recap the jazz and do another version of Pick Six. See ya.